Welcome back to Our Hollywood. I'm Kim. I'm Daniel. And today we have with us Joe. Joe, hello. How are you? Hey, how are you guys doing? Thanks for having me. I'm doing great, Daniel. I don't know. You are? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, because I, I, so I did post a very depressing, like, TikTok today, but I, I posted it and then I felt a lot better because I got a lot of good comments <laughs> that, like, were, like, not, like, good comments, like, you know, but, like, like supportive, it, like, mm. oh, I'm not, like, I'm, I'm feeling the same way, like, type of thing. So I think it's good to know that you're not alone. <laughs> no it's a good tiktok nobody's think, having a good time right now let's just yeah exactly yeah. i think that's the thing i was like like i don't feel like no one's having a good time right now but this is yeah. we have a fun topic today yeah yeah because if we had a like a draining topic today i would yeah i'd eat my feelings after so <laughs> i think this is a good time um so let's explain oh just kidding no me getting ahead of myself um so before we get into the topic joe do you want to tell us a little bit about um why you want to go into film and sort of what specific part of the industry you want to go into yeah definitely so um for me it's basically been a pretty long journey of finding exactly what i want to do in film and tv but it actually pretty much started off with um like I was totally going on a path into sports in high school, either like a coach or a broadcaster or something along those lines. And then I like was on YouTube one day and one of the suggestive videos that popped up for me was um, bloopers for 21 jump street. And that's one of my favorite movies. So um I just saw like all this B-roll footage of like Channing Tatum and Jonah Hill just like laughing their asses off and having like the most fun I've ever seen. And I was like, yes, I feel like I could do, you know, not necessarily what they can do, but I feel like I can be there with them and like having a good time and doing something, you know, behind the scenes basically. So you know, I started off at uh, San Francisco State. I wasn't that big of a fan of living in San Francisco. And I uh, was sort of, you know, generally going in the broadcasting direction. So I transferred to CSUN and they make you pick a more specific major there. So I chose TV production and I didn't know anything about, you know, how to make a video, how to write a script, how to do anything like that. And um, basically the whole first semester there was just sort of boring for me. And then we had this one project in my uh, TV production class that was you're making a video with four or five other people. And we got to make this thing that was really cool. I got to write it. This other kid that was one of my friends got to direct it. And we basically made something that was like a cross between between two ferns and Eric Andre show. And it was like the most fun I've ever had doing anything in school. And, you know, that class brought us really close together before early on in the semester, everybody was like, you know, doing their own thing, not really talking to each other. And then once we had that project, everybody just started clicking and then from that class on at CSUN, everything was, you know, great. So um, basically that class made me want to get into uh, TV and film, writing, directing, and producing, which is obviously a lot of things. So, you know, going forward, I'll take what I can get for sure. 
<laughs> no, yeah. That's so, I didn't even know you went to season because I also went to season and that class uh-huh. that you're talking about. Well, first of all, I think season has a great film program in general, how it's structured. Mm-hmm. Um, but the class that he's talking about, it's, you know, Ella, um, oh, Devin, Kyla, it's that oh, same class. And they've all been on the podcast too. So yeah, I think the way they do the classes where you have, you have a project at the end of the semester, mm-hmm. I think that's a great way to like learn to see if you actually want to do this because mm-hmm. um, it forces you to work with people. It forces yeah. you to I think make doing hands-on stuff, stuff is like the best way to like figure Absolutely, out if yeah. you actually want to do it. And like, if you don't, like maybe you want to go into like a different aspect of it, like mm-hmm. marketing or stuff. Like we could just have an eye on like, why don't you do like marketing and stuff? And yeah. You know, you're never going to know until you do hands-on stuff to yeah. figure it out, actually. Which Especially think, in film yeah. and TV. Yeah, I think a lot of schools do that, but mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I just think it's the best part. Because, yeah. yeah, the first semester... But it's semester... always a slow burn, though. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. in the beginning, like, especially because you you you're taking your introductory courses and that might not be, like, hands-on, like, focus. So it's like, I'll, it's like okay, like, when am I actually going to learn the thing that I actually want to do? Yeah, like, why did I do math? <laughs> I had, like, three math classes. I'm like, like, I get it, but also, like... I don't know. Anyway, well, I just think seems, the GEs are like... It seems pretty daunting at first to like say, you know, you've never done this before. Now you're going to be the one making it. And then you're mm-hmm. like, oh shit, I don't know how to do any of this stuff. Like, how am I going to do it? And then, you know, everybody's starting together also. So it's basically mm-hmm. like you're growing together. Everybody gets their confidence up and then that's when like, you know, things really start to happen and, you know, you get that mentality that you can actually do it too. Yeah. And I think some, like some classes, it, it feels more competitive. Um, but in those kinds of classes, it's just, it's just a good time. Like everyone yeah. just wants to help each other out. Um, and like everyone, the, the space for yeah. everyone. It's always awkward at first because everyone <laughs> is like, just awkward in general. In yeah. College. No but, one's talking. Yeah. But then once you're like forced to like, be like have to do the project that happened in my like cinema class like yeah. we all were just like silently we were just sitting there and then once we started like working on the thing i was like i actually really fucking like these people <laughs> yeah <laughs> fun yeah anyway so today's topic it's less of a topic well, and more about do we want to talk about what well, yeah. we watched oh wait joe no, and i, I don't think wait we'll joe and i met oh sorry 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 <laughs> <laughs> it's because the outline for yeah, this one yeah. is so different than usual. it is so joe and i met at, we worked at a movie theater together <laughs> oh yeah yeah so you know i was coming back from san francisco and i had to get a job and you know i didn't really have anything great on my resume that that could get me into anywhere that was like you know for an internship or anything like that and then i was like what's the closest thing to movies and tv and it's working at the movie theater there's literally (laughs) nothing better you get free movies whenever you want you get you know to work with a bunch of kids your age there's nothing better than it you know honestly i really miss working at the yeah that job was so (laughs) beneficial to me because you would always bring me posters and like my room was covered in horror movie posters it was just like some movies that i hadn't even seen but i was like well this is a cool poster and came down for me so that's literally what my room was decorated with Fun. I'm glad. <laughs> Do we want to talk about anything that we watched this week? I don't think we'll have time. Okay. I just wanted to briefly mention the Britney documentary. Go <laughs> okay. fucking watch it. Please. What's also, that like, documentary on? Because I see people posting about it on Twitter all the time right now. Mm-hmm. It's like a one by New York Times. And they do. They have a series on Hulu where they do like documentaries about different people. And this one is about Britney Spears and her conservatorship. Mm-hmm. But also, like, yeah, the conservatorship is, like, the pressing issue. They're actually having 
um, a hearing tomorrow about it. So mm. there's going to be update on the case. Very yeah. interesting. But like, I didn't realize that Britney Spears like actually has said like, and it's in law documents. She's like, I do not want my father to be my conservator. I want a neutral party. And the fact that she's cognitive enough to like understand that mm. decision just proves that she doesn't need a conservatorship in general. And also like, yeah, Jamie Spears, no, we don't trust you. No. But also like the other men that she's had in her life have absolutely manipulated the fuck out of her. And it pisses Justin Timberlake, I used to love you, you <laughs> bitch. But he has, he started his career m- mocking her like sexual experiences. Justin Timberlake has done a lot of sketchy I, I know, I know. I didn't even realize Me it until either. now. And uh, there's other people too, but I think it's awful how we treated her and like how the media treated her. Yeah. Like, I, of course she had a meltdown. Of yeah. course she did. Like, it sucks. So go watch it. It literally made me cry. I cried like throughout the whole doc because I was like, <laughs> I feel so bad for her. Mm-hmm. And she deserves better because she actually seemed like, like when she was starting in her career, she seemed like such a great person like actually because you know like you watch celebrity interviews and you're like "Mm." but she seemed like actually genuine and she wanted to like care for the people in her life like her mom and she literally one of the first times when she got famous she literally went back to her hometown which is a very small town in mississippi i think and she literally just gave out hundred dollar bills to like, oh, yeah, everybody. Wait, why did I see this? Did nice. you post it somewhere? No. It um, might have been on Twitter. I don't know. It was probably on Twitter. Yeah. Too. I don't know. I really like that. So that's what my Free Britney. Free Britney. I hope the hearing goes well tomorrow. What are they what's the hearing? They're just gonna talk about the conservatorship and see if like if she if he's gonna step one? down. No, no, she already has one. She's in the conservatorship oh. with her dad right now, but right. she's fighting to have him not be it and have it be a third party oh okay because the rules of conservatorship are really weird yeah like once you get in one you can't really get out of one ever like no one has ever successively really done that Hmm. which is weird because she's been on world tours and stuff like in the middle of the conservatorship so like it really doesn't make sense like why she would be in it because it's more reserved for old people that are have like alzheimer's and like can't like fully function but uh, she can memorize choreography. Know. She can do singing. Like she can. Yeah. Quick uh, Britney yeah. Spears story. I used to live actually pretty close to her. My friend lived in her mm-hmm. gate and um, I've seen her like a few times. I remember actually like specifically the first time I ever saw her was on the day Michael Jackson died. Like she was like, I was at this, I know very like <laughs> weird coincidence, but um her and Jamie were like walking out of this store at the commons in Calabasas. And I was there. And then like another time I was like driving to my friend's house and she was like in the car behind and we like waved her and she like waved back and she like her kids played at the same baseball place that I did. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. She lives like where we went like near like Thousand Oaks and stuff like Calabasas. Yeah. Uh I think she actually moved closer to Thousand Oaks. I don't know. I've heard so of sightings as well. Sightings. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, she was supposed to play at my college. What do you mean? She was literally supposed to do a concert at my school because the Rams like started practicing at my school. And then it never happened because of the conservatorship. Oh, oh my God. I just unlocked the deep memory. Your school has the weirdest things going on. I remember yeah. one time we were filming and you were like, oh yeah, the bachelor comes to play football here. I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah. 
It's in a, such a weird spot, honestly. It is. Oh my god, I totally forgot about that. I was so sad too when like it didn't happen. I was like, I was really looking forward to watching Britney Spears because I was <sighs> I love Britney Spears when I was a little. I literally had a Britney Spears like Britney Spears doll set, like that had her on the wow. stage and like <laughs> I love like Britney a Barbie? Spears. Yeah, yeah. And then you put her on different spots and then sung different songs. It was like cool. <laughs> I missed that thing. <laughs> Anyways, okay. free Britney. Yeah, free Britney. <laughs> um, so. Do you want to talk a little bit about Kim did some Kim did some research on casting because today's topic is it's less of a topic and more of a game kind yeah. of it's like <laughs> the biggest Hollywood what if so essentially we each got so these all stem from casting some of mine mm-hmm. don't oh some of oh, mine okay. are like production related but it Most still involves like a person yeah, yeah. maybe or, or maybe not being in a project so basically we each got um like different. <laughs> like rumors i guess or like some of them are confirmed but um like casting rumors and two are true and one is false and that's how we're kind of going to structure it okay. even though each one of us did it completely different yeah. i still think it's like that basic yeah basic premise mm. yeah it'll make more sense we're once just, we start we're doing just it. guessing who it is yeah there's okay. two truths and a lie actors that could have gotten a role addition that was yeah. i don't know why i didn't know you could say <laughs> that i made it so much more complicated than it had to be um so, Kim, do you want to talk a little bit about your... Yeah, so I forgot. I have, a, I have a Masterclass subscription. I don't know why I forgot about it until, like, right now. But I literally was Googling, like, trying to... Fi- like, I know the importance of casting, like, just because of, like, learning through this. But I wanted to kind of talk about it a little bit more on the podcast because that's kind of, like, the whole point mm. we want to make it more accessible, like, the film industry more accessible to anybody. Um, and so... Masterclass has a bunch of obviously celebrities and influential people talk about the things that they're masters at, mm-hmm. hence Masterclass. Um, and I watched pretty much everybody that I knew their little Masterclass section on casting. And I thought it was interesting. The first thing I noticed was like they all have themes um, pretty much besides like Warner Scorsese and Jodie Foster. Theirs was just about filmmaking. But like Spike Lee's was about independent filmmaking. Dave Lynch's was about creativity, which if you know, that man is very creative. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then Judd Apatow's was comedy. Um, and all of their different takes on casting obviously had to do with like the thing. And it just made more sense like to their approach as a filmmaker. Like if, like it, it just, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So basically overall, like, what a casting director does is basically they try and find, they read the scripts and they try to help like the producers, the director, everybody help create the creative vision that they have in fitting those people for those parts. So those actors for those parts, which is like one of the most important things. Yeah. And you know what? It doesn't even have an Oscars category, which I think is crazy. That is crazy. I think that's insane. There's a few Oscar categories that should be there that aren't, you know? Yeah, and I think it's a very valid one to add, especially because it's such, like, a big topic when any movie gets, like, greenlit. It's like, okay, who are they going to cast? And it's a Mm -hmm. whole thing. And once people do get cast in those roles, that's the first thing that builds hype for a movie. Yeah, that's true. And that's what gets people in. And casting directors deserve way more hype than they get Mm -hmm. because they are basically the like they actually start putting the shit into motion Mm -hmm. um so there should be an oscar category for casting i think um and so spike lee i think this one's really interesting in concepts of like starting out into film and i think it make this is like 
makes the more se- most sense for people starting in film because it's like independent filmmaking. Um, and basically his like biggest things that I got was like relying on your cast- casting director to bring in people that you don't know of because he was saying like, if a casting director comes in, he's like, all right, let's cast Denzel. It's like, okay, like <laughs> I want to get something, somebody like that. I don't know somebody to give somebody a chance. And that's why I really like Spike Lee as a filmmaker. His whole thing was like giving chances to people like, he gave, oh my God, what's her name? Rosie Perez. Rosie Perez, yeah. Yeah, he he literally met her. She was dancing on top of like a speaker at one of his shoots. And then he was like, what is going on? And then he started <laughs> talking to her and she had an accent that he's like never heard of. And it helped him figure out the character of Mookie's girlfriend and do the right mm-hmm. thing. And like having a Puerto Rican be in a relationship with Mookie. And like because black and Puerto Rican culture, especially in New York, is very cross cultural, cross intersected. I don't know. <laughs> Me trying to be smart. <laughs> um, but I thought that was really interesting. And he wants like the people to feel real. And like yeah. and like he gave so many. I didn't realize he gave so many actors their first break. Like Martin Lawrence and like do the right th- or was it do the right thing? Yeah, that was his first like movie role. And then who else? It was oh my god, I should have wrote it down. There's so many people, Halle Berry and like Queen Latifah, he gave them their first like big movie roles and that's a kind of like shot them to stardom and casting makes like, he said that casting makes the pieces fit and like, yeah, he's just like allowing and like allowing your ego to be checked and like allowing actors to like try out lines, which is another thing that like I noticed in like pretty much everybody's, they, he, they were saying like, you have to be collaborative with your actors and you have to like check your ego Mm -hmm. and I think though that's why these people are so like lucrative in like their careers I feel like because whenever you like whenever I hear like a director is like super strict like who is it who's that director that literally doesn't let his actors sit oh Christopher Nolan yeah like (laughs) I just feel like that's so like you're not treating them like people yeah, like right. at, that, uh-huh. at the end of the day and like how are they supposed to perform themselves and I just feel like I don't like that <laughs> like <laughs> Christopher Nolan is obviously a great director he's doing something right but yeah, like yeah I don't like that either yeah I don't love that about him anyways I really like Spike Lee's masterclass I watched like basically the whole thing today mm-hmm. and can't wait to finish it when I get home but then Jodie Foster she um I really like the masterclasses because they use like um actual actors that these directors have worked with as examples for like the story and like Mm -hmm. Jodie Foster I didn't realize she casted like Jennifer Lawrence in a film and that was like a big part of like the class and then she said that she wants to be fascinated by people like the entire time and like having any actor from like if it's a main character or like a side character like they're a fully fleshed human but beyond the like the papers which I really liked and um, she said that the casting process can also give clarity to change the script, which ties into Jennifer Lawrence because she they auditioned like a bunch of people for the role that um, Jennifer Lawrence ultimately got. Mm-hmm. And she was like not understanding like, why they couldn't find the perfect person. But the way Jennifer Lawrence acted like in The Winter's Bone is what she saw her in. She was like, oh, because this character has so many things, like obviously nobody can be all of these things at once. Like right. we have to find something to take out so the character can have like growth or like, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So thought that was cool. And then David Lynch 
his was like really interesting because like I feel like he's such like a mysterious yeah. person like so it was really interesting I never <laughs> seen him like talk for like a long period of time so I was like oh, it makes so much sense yeah he really yeah, does yeah. He ma- it makes so much sense and like like as in contrast to Spike Lee David Lynch like works with the same people so he and a lot of these actors do like the like in Martin Scorsese as well and it's I thought his take was interesting because since he does work with the same actors, like he gets to know them better. And that's the big thing for him is like getting to know his actors and pulling out what they already have, like in different films. So he talked about like Laura Dern and like Kyle McLaughlin and like he was talking about like their character progressions and like the films and stuff. He was like, I saw this part of Laura in this film, which made her, and I just helped her pull out a different version of that or a different character, which I thought was like also really cool as well. That's a cool way of seeing it. Yeah, yeah exactly. And like he said, finding actors that bring out different parts in them because they have like different levels of humanity and understanding the human experience, which I think is also very helpful from mm-hmm. like the actor's point of view because it helps them like um, realize like not, not get typecasted and stuff, yeah. which I feel like is a big problem, which like we'll get into like in the Hollywood what, what ifs too. So, I don't know. I thought it was interesting. David Lynch is such an interesting person to me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then Judd Apatow's approach was like comedy, of course. He's like literally, I, we've already yeah. covered that. I, mean, I love, love Judd, him. Judd Apatow. Um, but his approach is like a lot of people, his first thing that he said was like casting. Some people cast as they're doing it. Some people cast like two weeks before they do it. I don't understand that. Like people usually cast as soon as possible in your film. So like, especially in comedy, because a lot of times it's like friends or like, you know, it's, they have to like know each other to like improv each other and bounce off each other. He's like, I want to cast as soon as possible so we can do table reads. We can do like rehearsals and like the actors can literally get to know each other. Mm-hmm. And I feel like sometimes that is overlooked because the audiences can tell when like shit is not working out. Like, well, yeah, like I mean, especially in like a Judd Apatow movie, you think of it, mm-hmm. all the storylines are super simple you know, Mm -hmm. and the actors are the, are the ones that push everything forward. You know, let's say like take Seth Rogen and Paul Rudd and knocked up, for example, that scene where they're just like on shrooms in Las Vegas, you know, like so much of that on the page is just, you know, uh, they trip balls when they're at the show and in the room they're just looking at all the stripes on the, on the chairs. And like you put two regular actors in that scene and you know, it's going to look a lot different and it's probably not going to be even close to as funny, Mm -hmm. but you put two people like that together that, you know, know each other and are great at riffing with one another. It's, you know, it's magic exactly and the biggest thing that he said that like stuck with me was he said like do i want to see that person off the screen like you know how like especially in comedy movies you see like the side character and you're like oh shit like that guy is so funny i wish like the whole movie just switched to him that's what like Mm -hmm. judd was saying and he he was like every single character on your screen should be like that like basically like you would want to see a whole thing about them and like he was saying like i want to like watch that person all day he was talking about like jason siegel like when he was uh, uh, auditioning for precinct geeks he was like so charming and he wanted to just watch him talk about like his drum set all day but 
like especially his character in Freaks and Geeks, he gets hurt a lot, especially by Lindsay. And um, he is like, but you also enjoy watching them get hurt, which is like a weird thing to think about, but it makes sense in comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it makes sense in comedy. So, and that's why, yeah, I just think it was really interesting. interesting. Like you, that is true. Like you don't want any of your characters to be like forgettable. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Which a lot of times they are. And I think it, a lot of times it comes to the, casting choices as well mm-hmm. and also the writing but i mean like 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 if you cast someone who looks more unique and like the and really fits into that role mm-hmm. and then people like want to see them on screen more a lot of times like that happens with tv shows where like someone gets cast for something that was like a maybe three episode thing and they end up staying for the entire mm-hmm. like six season yeah, one of the show exactly um so i think yeah 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 and the last one is Martin Scorsese, which is like total flip from Judd Apatow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I think his was also really interesting. I didn't know that he used to be a casting director. I didn't know that. Either. Yeah. He used to be a casting director. So like him in casting is like really important, which is also really interesting because he works with a lot of sa- the same people. Yeah. So I, um, but I think he does that because he also says like when you're like auditioning actors, you want to, make sure that the actors you're casting understand your environment. And I feel like Martin Scorsese films like have such a, like a similar tone to all of them. Like when you're watching a Martin Scorsese film, like, you know, you're watching a Martin Scorsese yeah. film. So it just makes sense for him to like cast the same actors. Cause they, you're just, it's going to keep the process going. And like, if you have the same actors, maybe like it just like, I guess that makes sense. You know sense. what I mean? But I, I personally don't love that. <laughs> I like I like giving other people, like, a chance. Yeah. Because I think, like, my biggest... Like, obviously, Martin Scorsese is an icon. And, like, no matter what yeah. I say, like, he's always going to be yeah. an icon. <laughs> and, like, this is no shit at Martin Scorsese other, at all. It's, like, just a general critique about actor or directors that work with the same actors. I think it they get stale after a while. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Because you're only writing like you get stuck in like writing similar characters and like similar stories at the core of it. Yeah. And there's no you're not collaborating with new people. And I feel like collaborating with new people is like so important, especially as a creative, to like get more inspiration. Yeah. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I think maybe <laughs> a little mix of like the new people and because again mm-hmm. you do need to like make the film marketable. Sometimes they do great without anyone that's like well known at all but i think also like a little mix like one famous person and then a bunch of newcomers yeah because then that which is my favorite way to do yeah it. me too i think it's a yeah. great way because then you're bringing the the fans of that one person mm-hmm. and you're introducing them to a whole new cast of yeah people. but then like he was also saying like to seek out non-actors so like you know a lot okay. of his movies and and like have a lot of like people around mm-hmm. so he cast people from like those those places like you know, Italian mobsters, like, he actually had Italian mobsters on uh, his set and stuff, and it helps, like, bring that main actor into, like, the setting, which I think is interesting. That's so cool, yeah. yeah I that's that was what cool they too. did with uh, Uncut Gems, the jeweler mm-hmm. that worked with um, Adam Sandler in the store. He was, he's, like, a real jeweler, and, like, yeah. I saw him earlier in quarantine in this YouTube video where he's talking about, like, all these rappers chains and like how much they cost based Mm -hmm. off of like their customizations and like you know kevin garnett in that movie and then you know i just want to give a quick shout out to martin scorsese because i saw uh (laughs) the departed last week for the first time and it was it was crazy good i don't know if you guys have seen it obviously yeah yeah his movies are still great but like you know (laughs) i think i think it's a really interesting (laughs) they're not like directed at (laughs) what martin scorsese films (laughs) 
Okay. They're not really. They're more pandered towards men. Yeah, they are. So, like, bad. obviously, but I, obviously they are, they're still yeah. good. So. Anyways, about it. Um, I think there's something good to take from all these people, yeah, and I really recommend if, especially if you're like me and you're out of school, but you still want to learn about stuff, like, honestly, Masterclass is really good. Yeah. Not sponsored, but I wish. Oh, my God. That'd be so, <laughs> that'd be so fun. I um, that. I was going to say one more thing. I forgot. Or you do YouTube as well. It's free. There's a lot of stuff on YouTube that yeah. filmmakers say. Especially like the even like Vanity Fair ones when like directors break down the scene. <gasps> I love that those alone is literally fantastic. I've seen the La La Land opening sequence one and then the knives out one. I've seen those like a hundred times. The Greta Gerwig one. I love that one. Just cast more POCs, you know what I mean? You know, we're working on it. <laughs> okay, so <sighs> okay, so how do we want to do we do we want to do like one round each? Yeah, yeah. Like and, just yeah, let's do it. Going in a circle. Okay. Kim, you go first because I, I like how there's a structure. Wait, should we count? Like, should we do points? Yes, sure. let's do points. Okay. okay. Sure. Wait, can you rip out a piece of No, yeah. let me have a piece of paper. Just, I can just have a piece of paper. I literally have a piece of paper. I have a piece of paper right here, actually. Okay, okay. okay. Here. Let's see. Okay. <laughs> We're making it competitive for no reason. No, literally. Okay. I, I just think it's interesting. Um, I'm gonna do I'm gonna do a woman first. Let's okay. do that. Um So explain how yours is um Mine's basically a movie or slash like a character, and then I have three people that it could possibly be. So two oh, okay. were That's... almost cast. No, no, no. Just one was cast, or one was. It's just one person. <laughs> Mine is just one person. I misunderstood the assignment. Wait, wait, wait. So, so what are we guessing exactly? So I'm gonna say the person, and then I'm gonna read out the things, and you have to choose which person you think was oh, going to play that role. I thought you were making okay. us guess who actually got cast. I was no, like, no, I know Chris had that, that, that was, Okay. <laughs> yeah, I misunderstood. No, Anyways, no, I okay. Wait, wait, wait um, sorry. One more time. So we're guessing. So we're it's guessing basically multiple answer. choice. It's basically multiple oh, okay. choice. It's just one answer. It's like uh, who was rumored to be, and then two are wrong and one. Oh, okay, right. gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna do American Beauty. So Angela Hayes was Kevin Spacey's uh, love interest. <laughs> Weird. So the options are Kirsten Dunst, Julia Stiles, or Maggie Gyllenhaal. Wait, what year did this come out? I I think 1999. I, okay. I think one, I know. No, wait, wait. What are we? One, two, one. I'm gonna do a countdown. One, two, three. No, but I think he should go first, and then I'll go. Okay, fine. Okay, who, okay. who who's your guess? Kirsten Dunst. Me too. Okay. It's because I think my, my um, who was the last one? Maggie Gyllenhaal. Oh wait, I was thinking of the wrong person. <laughs> no, I think it's Ma- Maggie Gyllenhaal. Okay, it's Kirsten Dunst. Okay, hey. I could see her in that role. And well, I mean, she was she, just like right around that time she, she was turned, in Spider Man. So she knows she turned fifteen at this time. <gasps> She, oh, never she mind. was like 15 really? or 16 yeah she talked about this actually so this is a quote from miss kirsten dunn okay tell us she, what said, she said she said that she was up for the role and didn't the reason why she turned it down is because she was like 15 16 at the time Ew. and well she was like 18 in spider-man so like three years later you know yeah, close yeah. enough um and she didn't want to kiss kevin spacey <laughs> period queen um <laughs> so and she was really uncomfortable with being nude and she's 15 yeah yeah obviously no obviously but i don't know why she was up for the role why was she up for i don't know but the girl who actually played her was like 2019 so like she was of age to do that so i thought it was Mm. weird in general that like kirsten dunce was like put up for that role the way that they even especially how that aged especially with yeah because they have that girl's like naked in the movie Mm -hmm. you know 
That would have been a lot different of a movie if it was a 15-year-old. Yeah, it would not have aged well. I mean, it didn't age well at all (laughs) in general, but it definitely wouldn't have aged well if Kirsten Dunst was Angela Hayes. So, yeah. That's oh my god i started off with a banger you did okay <laughs> okay i'll go next okay so <laughs> again we all understood the assignment differently so what i know so is, me and i think me and you did the same thing yeah you okay did. i think did you, kim did because you have like you have like themes to yours right well i have like a bunch of these ones and then like after we go through these i i have some that i could rattle off real quick okay okay yeah. okay i'll, I'll just I'm just going to give you three things. You tell me which one is false. Okay. Which one is so false? So two are true. True. Okay. And one is okay, false. Okay. So the actual assignment. Cool. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. So the first one is, I feel like Kim is going to know this. I like all of these. Okay. So the first one is Miles Teller and Emma Watson were almost cast as me and Sebastian in La La Land. Henry Cavill, who is like Superman, almost played Cedric Diggory and Edward Cullen both role, two roles that were played by Robert Pattinson and Ryan Gosling almost played the Joker in the 2019 film. I know this. What's the I, I'm one pretty again? sure I know it. Uh, the middle one is Henry Cavill, who plays like Superman, um, almost played both Cedric Diggory and Edward Cullen, two roles that were then given to Robert Pattinson. I feel like the last one is false. Okay. Same, same. Yeah. Oh my God, was it that <laughs> obvious? No, it wasn't. Well, it's because Ryan Gosling was up for a different Joker role. But then I was like, really? I just I didn't I, know personally, that. I just could not see Ryan Gosling playing the Me Joker, either. so that's why. Yeah. I didn't <laughs> Guess body. which Joker he was up to play? Casey Heath Ledger's. No, he was up to play the Suicide Squad one. Yeah, that's that's what I, I guess. Hate that. Yeah. I hate that. And then he was he just didn't he was about to do it and then he just didn't want to do it because he didn't want to sign up for multiple movies, which I mean he, he didn't really end up doing mul- like multiple movies with that Joker, but yeah, that's so interesting. Yeah. Well, he would have played it a totally different way. Absolutely. Jared Leto would play it as Jared Leto would play it. Yeah. Um, Just leave it at that. Miles Teller and Emma Watson. No no offense to either of these actors, but I'm glad they did not. Yeah, same. (laughs) I think Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone were literally perfect. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And then the last one, I just thought it was so weird that Henry Cavill lost two roles to Robert Pattinson. Because also, if Robert Pattinson hadn't been cast in either of these... I wouldn't put those people together. No. I wouldn't be like, these two people are up for the same roles. Because, like, Henry Cavill, I feel like, is very clean cut. And then, like, Robert Pattinson is a little, like, grungy, little (laughs) crazy, little spooky. A little quirky. (laughs) Okay. I love Robert Pattinson more than... I don't think Henry Cavill is attractive. Like, objectively, of course, he's attractive. But, like, not my type. Okay. Yeah. Just wanted to. <laughs> I was gonna argue with you. Yeah, yeah. I think that I think I just thought it was funny because like if Henry Cavill had done these roles, like Robert Pattinson would not. I mean, I'm sure he would have found another way, but these oh, were the yeah. roles that made him famous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, okay. well, Joe. That okay. Alrighty. So, um, Mark Wahlberg and Anne Hathaway for Silver Linings Playbook instead of Bradley Cooper and uh, Jennifer Lawrence. Um, Al Pacino as Han Solo instead of Harrison Ford and Amanda Bynes as Juno instead of Elliot Page Mm. okay I think the Al Pacino one is true it is I know for a fact that's true the first who one, was the first one? Who Anne Hathaway and Mark Wahlberg in Silver Linings Playbook yeah instead of Bradley Cooper and Jennifer Lawrence okay I think I think that one's 
I'm gonna say what the Amanda Bynes one. What, what year did Juno come out? Two thousand seven, I think. Oh. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say the Amanda Bynes. Yeah, state. me too. Because two thousand seven. I'm like trying to piece her like her life together. Yeah. Me too. I think that one's fake. Yeah, the the Amanda Bynes. You both are correct. So, um, <laughs> I I was trying to think of a really I I thought of a few good fake ones, but um, speaking of the the real ones, Al Pacino as Han Solo. So Al Pacino apparently got offered this role, um, and he tried to read the script, and then he was just like, "I don't know what's going on," you know. <laughs> That's so funny. And for me at least during quarantine i've watched like a ton of pacino movies and i think he's the best actor of all time not necessarily like he can play the most you know different characters but i think mm-hmm. when he's on the screen he like commands your attention so mm-hmm. i don't know if you know him playing han solo would have been the best for star wars just cuz yeah. like Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader would have been like sort of demoted a little bit because you're mm-hmm. like, geez, this Al Pacino on the screen all the time, you know, like this yeah. guy's killing it. That's and a good then, point. Um, yeah, really and good also point. like Harrison Ford brings so much comedy to the role, and um, that clearly helped a lot with, you know, the whole dynamic. So. Going on to the Mark Wahlberg and Anne Hathaway one. I um, don't like that Mark Wahlberg. I, I, for I'm role. pretty sure I read that Anne Hathaway turned down the role and then that just meant that like Mark, Mark Wahlberg was out on it. But um, yeah, that, you know. That sounds like Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. Sounds like something so, you know, Bradley Cooper and uh, Jennifer Lawrence have now been in what three, four movies together. So you know, yeah, because their chemistry be... is literally out of this world. Yeah, because you know yeah. how like Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone keep getting cast. There's like pairs mm. that just fucking work. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I think that's okay. I think that's okay. I think too. that's okay, especially like Bradley Cooper and Jennifer Lawrence. Like the amount of different types of roles that they've been like couples in, I feel like is it's like really good. But like they keep the core chemistry because they work so well with each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Side note, Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. Yeah. I, I, I'm glad that the, all those roles were mm-hmm. kept the way that they were Yeah, now, uh-huh. like in real life. Yeah. Um, right. Interesting. How do we have Mark Wahlberg? I can't, <laughs> okay, so what's the score right now? Who's winning? So Kim and I both have two and Daniel, okay. you have one. Yeah, that tracks. I literally, <laughs> I, all of these, it's because I'm so gullible that I'm like, well, they could all be true. Yeah. So sure. the only thing that caught, caught me with the Amanda Bynes one was like the timeline. Yeah, yeah. It was like, when right. was Amanda Bynes in It was slightly after. So if that were to be real, then it would be to resurrect her career, which honestly, funny. I used to be such a big Amanda Bynes fan. And like, it's yeah. so tragic that her career just you know, because so like, a, a Britney treatment and a Lindsay Lohan. He's like treatment. the comedy queen, or she was. Dude, she's literally so fucking funny. I think, like Easy we were talking about it last yeah. episode. Like I thought that was like that was her last like really good role. I think. Yeah, it was before, a great role. Yeah, it so was funny. amazing. Mm-hmm. Okay, my next person is Christian Grey. Okay, I. The thing is, I feel like I know this because my mom <laughs> read all the books, uh-huh. and I remember when they announced it because my mom and like. 
I don't know. She had like a book club. Or yeah, something. this person was like actually, actually cast. Yeah, like I remember when they were like all these rumors were happening. Okay, so let me do them. Okay, go ahead. Okay, um, a Aaron Taylor Johnson, B Robert Pattinson, or C Charlie Hunnam. Hunnam. Wait, Hunnam is one is right. One is right. One Charlie. is right. Charlie. Um. Wait, who was the first one again? Aaron Taylor Johnson. Charlie Hunnam? Yeah, Charlie Hunnam. But the other two I have stories about. So Aaron Taylor Johnson was considered because his wife actually directed the first Fifty Shades of Grey. So when she was the director, people just kind of assumed that he would be um, Christian Grey. That was Um, like a rumor. Yeah, which I think would be weird directing your husband. To do that. Yeah, anyways. uh, (laughs) Don't know why people thought that. But apparent. Okay, hold on. Let me tell the story and then I'll get into that thing. So Robert Pattinson was E.L. James' first can, like she wanted him to be it because Fifty Shades is Twilight fan fiction. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if people know that. I, um, I you almost got me with that one because I was like, I feel like I remember someone saying that, but but I didn't realize how fucking many actors were considered for this. Like I didn't yeah. realize like that this was like such a fanfare That's because like, we were too young. We were too young no, to like. I still knew. Uh, well, I guess because your mom. Yeah, yeah. But like majority of us were too. What young. year did this come out? I don't know. Twenty thirteen. Um, but there were so many actors that like commented on it. Like that was like the thing. Every actor, every hot actor was asked, like, would you be Christian Gray? Because it was like such a like a it was it was a big deal because it was like super sexual. What year was the first movie? No idea. Hold on. I think twenty thirteen. Well, that's what the thing was. Twenty. Oh no, the movie. They made it two years after the book came out. Twenty fifteen. Oh, just kidding. Twenty fifteen. Wow. Yeah. So Chris Pine. Was one of them. He said, "Chris says the part would be a hell of a choice for me," but he later <laughs> what backtracked that. that. Even mean? I don't know. I think he was just it's trying fine. to be funny. But I, I had like Alexander Skarsgård on this because he literally wanted to play that role so fucking bad. What is that? Alex Alexander Skarsgård says he's got his little dungeon. I was born to play that part. So that is I, the he just thing no, I, but he just insinuated that he does BDSM, which is like. Go off, King. But like, did you need to like publicly no. expose yourself? That's like Army Hammer saying he wants to play. Henry. I was about to say that's like he was yeah, also considered for this role. Who Army was Army Hammer? Hammer? Yeah, no, that would have been yeah. And Selma Holder, Channing Tatum, um, Bradley <laughs> Cooper, James Dean, who is an actual porn star, um, Jake Gyllenhaal, Stephen Amell, Army Hammer, Aaron Taylor Johnson. Garrett Hedlund and then Henry Cavill. There's so many people. Chris Hemsworth so over. many people. There's 26 oh. men on this list. They all look the same. They're all white. Yeah. And conventionally. Him? Yeah, Billy. He actually, like, I think he he did a test reading. I didn't realize he's, he's Tony nominated actor. I did not know Billy Magnuson was a. Billy Magnuson. Really? He's in I, I know West. him from Game Night. That's like what yeah, I know that's what from. I was thinking yeah. Yeah. I feel like he could play a villain. I don't know. Why. I always just assumed he was, but I feel like he doesn't really play the villain. I, oh, you know West what? He was also when uh, Ingrid Goes West. Yeah. He was, he was good in he that, was the too. Part. He was a villain in that. He was of. just a, yeah. that I don't think. Was he the villain? I don't even remember. That one scene with the, with the, when he, like, uh, cornered Aubrey Plaza with Ingrid, that show was scary. I don't even know. But I think it's just <laughs> because I'm kind of scared of white frat boys. No, he's scary. Yeah. <laughs> No, I don't mean like in real, I'm sure he's no, a yeah, great guy. I, I think but... he's actually funny. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But 
Anyways, there was, this was like a big deal, I guess. So, so I thought it was interesting. interesting. Like That's everybody was like, who's going to be Christian Grey? Job. Yeah. Okay. Fun. That's, That's so interesting to me. Um, oh, he's ha- oh, Charlie Hunnam had to step down from the role because he was, um, it conflicted with the wait, so he was actually, of Anarchy. He was actually casted, but then dropped out a month later because it conflicted with the schedule on Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. Honestly, good for Charlie Hunnam because he ended up working with a bunch of different types of directors and I think he's doing fine. And I I don't, mm-hmm. like, especially Jamie Dornan, the person that actually got cast in um, as Christian Grey, he hasn't been able to, like, fully shake that off of his. Like, like right. anytime someone mentions him, like, it's always like, oh, he's Christian Grey. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of tainted. He's <laughs> living kind in of that like, gray shadow, yeah. Yeah, he kind of got that Bella Swan tweet, treatment, to be honest. Mm. Like, yeah, like Kingsman, I think, makes the most sense. Like, he should just go into, like, action stuff. I yeah. think that was the best move he could have possibly done after Fifty Shades. Well, Anyways. What an interesting yeah, yeah. one. Okay, so <clears throat> my second one. <laughs> these are all over the place. <laughs> like, I'm just, I don't know why I decided to put these together. Okay. So, Britney Spears was set to be the opening kill on Scream 2. So, like, every Scream movie has, like, the opening kill. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's usually, like, well-known people. Well, you were Scream 2. 1997, okay. I believe. Um, but dropped out due to scheduling conflicts, and the role went to Jada Pinkett Smith instead. Um, Sue Sylvester, Jane Lynch's character in Glee, was not in the original pilot script. Like, her character was just not in it at all. Um, and Meryl Streep was almost cast as Ellen Ripley in Alien. Who's played by Sigourney Well, Weaver. all of this could happen, I feel like. Okay. I feel like the most true one is the Meryl Streep one, honestly. Yeah. There's, um, there's two that are true. Yeah. Right, right. I just feel like that's like 100% happening. Okay. <laughs> I feel like maybe not Britney Spears. Okay. I, think, I don't think the Britney Spears one was a thing. Okay. okay. I have to agree with that, actually. Just because, oh. like... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> do your I explanation. Mean, just because I, think... I, I feel like the Jane Lynch thing feels like they saw her in an audition and, and were like, we need to add you to mm-hmm. the script, you know? Yeah, especially yeah. because like when I was watching John Apatow's thing, they were talking about Jane Lynch and the 40-year-old virgin and uh-huh. how like that character wasn't actually meant to be like that originally, but in her audition. So I feel like she just generally has that effect on people. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. I suck at this game. So we're right. Yes. So okay. Sue, right. when they were um, trying Joe to. Joe and sell. I are really good at like trivia stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like actually, like that. Was, yeah, we always talk about like. I pop thought I was going to get you with this one because I um, Britney Spears was supposed to be in some scary movie, but I don't remember which one. So I was like, maybe if I say Scream. Yeah, yeah. She definitely was, but I know it wasn't Scream. It wasn't Scream 2. It thought- makes a lot of the sense it's just the other two based on you know context it seemed they seemed more true than that one that one seems like it easily could have happened you know that's so funny i literally suck at this game okay so (laughs) sue sylvester like that character um when they were trying to sell glee to the network um they were like we love it but it needs a villain and so when they were auditioning for Mr. like, she's the villain. Well, yeah, but I'm saying like in the original script, like if you're the yeah, no, script, I get it. I'm you just, need the I'm character just of Sue. Funny. Um, but yeah, I think that's because Glee would not be Glee without Jane Lynch. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then Meryl Streep cast as Ellen Ripley is just so wild to me. Really, I think Streep? now it makes sense. Like the role she got after, because like 
didn't Alien come out like when we were like babies or something? Yeah, but I just can't picture it. Yeah. Meryl Streep in that role. She was in more like dramatic roles before, I'm pretty sure. No, I feel like, yeah. I don't think Meryl Streep has ever done a horror movie though. I would love to see I, Meryl Streep I don't think movie. so. I Maybe, but I would absolutely sure. love it. I don't think she. She played the witch and in into the. Woods. I was about to say that. I was, that was kind of spooky, <laughs> but I don't think I don't think that counts. Um, okay, that was mine. That's an awful movie, by the way. Yeah. The musical is a lot better. I think it's just James I, That was like one of the things, like one of the only movies that I actually wanted to walk out of. Yeah, it was that bad for me. Some I think it was wow. simply Red Riding Hood. That character alone. Who was playing her in the movie? No, it wasn't. It wasn't her. It was just like literally, she kept on saying the thing, same thing over and over again. Into the woods, into the woods. She just said that the entire time she was on the screen, and I was like, I can't. And it was in like a little girl's like high pitched voice, and I was like, I can't, I can't do this. I was like, I'm gonna lose my mind. Anyways. <laughs> okay, Joe, go ahead. <laughs> okay. Um, let's see. So. Mila Kunis in This Is The End instead of Emma Watson. Um, Mark Wahlberg again as Captain Kirk instead of Chris Pine. And then Frankie Muniz as Stanley Yelnats in Holes instead of uh, Shia LaBeouf. Wait, that one's really hard. Wait, okay. Hold on, let me think. Okay, so the first one was, what was the first one again? It was Mila Kunis in This Is The End instead of Emma Watson. I can see that being real because I just can see the scenes with her instead of Emma Watson. I know the second one's true. I know that for a fact. What was the second one? I get the Mark Wahlberg one? Yeah. Mark Wahlberg as Captain Captain Kirk Kirk instead of Chris Pine. I know that's a fact. Why do you guys know so many Mark Wahlberg fun facts? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, i mean everybody reason. offers him jobs it seems like yeah yeah why though i don't know what was emma watson's role in this is the end it she was, was just, just a, she was emma cam- watson yeah it was just a cameo yeah right? she well, was in a couple, it yeah. was a bit more than that because you know she at the beginning it was sort of a cameo and then like oh, she yeah, yeah. came back to the house and then they had that whole incident and she took all their like food and water Mm-hmm. That movie's so like. How did they think of that? It's so funny. Like, it it's just so fucking funny. I think they they explain how they came up with it. I I feel like I watched a video about it. Uh, um, what was the last one again? It was Frankie Muniz as Stanley Yelnats instead of um, Shia LaBeouf. That Holes. sounds like it genuinely could happen. I'm gonna go. With, no, I I'm think, gonna go with the first one. I think the last one is fake because I don't think the the time. Well, he was on Nick like, instead of yeah. I, I think I think the holes one is. Fake. It, yeah, it's holes. It's holes. It's holes. It's holes. So, what's your final answer? Holes. 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 Correct. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad I remembered the Nick back before. I, was like, I don't know why on. I thought Malcolm in the Middle was Disney for like a hot sec. Oh, I, was, I was gonna put no, for, for that fake one. I was gonna put um, what's his name, Dylan Sprouse, and then I was like, no, he was too little too at little. that time. That was yeah. like 2003, and yeah. then I was like, who was like a kid star around <laughs> then? And that one almost Frankie got me. Muniz. Yeah, that one so, almost got me. um, and then the Mila Kunis thing actually only didn't happen because she had scheduling conflicts for the movie, so she had mm-hmm. to turn it down. And then uh, Mark Wahlberg, just same thing as Al Pacino for Han Solo, just did not understand anything (laughs) that was going on. So he had to turn it down. 
he was like, uh, JJ Abrams, you're, you're a genius and everything, but I have no idea what's going on. So I can't have any <laughs> part in this. I think that's so funny. That is a very, very multiple, especially for a role that's already been established. Yeah. You know, it's not like, it's <laughs> not Captain like, Kirk the, is not very complex. It's <laughs> not like the Pacino thing where he's, mm-hmm. they're starting a new sci-fi series in the seventies, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, Star Wars was new. That was new character, new worlds, but Star Trek has been a show yeah. for so long. Yeah. Good Weird. work. Oh, God. Okay, what's the score right now? So, right you know. now, Kim and I both have four. Daniel, you have three. So, Daniel, what? this is your last shot at redemption right here. Oh, my God. I think we can go a little longer. I only have, I only have one more, but you guys can keep going because okay. you guys have a lot of them. So, you guys can well, keep going. Well, instead of the game... Um, after after we do this round, I'll, I have like a bunch of these that we can just go over. I'll like okay. rattle them off real quick and you tell me whichever ones that you want to like stop and talk about. But you okay. can also do true or false. We'll yeah, just be yeah. like, is that true or false? Sure, sure. Because you have, you have more fake ones, right? Yeah. I only have a, f- a couple more and they're starting to not look too, <laughs> too real. <laughs> Wait, I can do mine. I can do mine. I think okay. it's so interesting. So Elwood's. Is the character that okay. we're going to be talking about? That's um, what movie Reese again? That's oh, Legally Blonde. Blonde. Okay. Gotcha. So, Anna Ferris, Christina Applegate, or Cameron Diaz. What year? Which, did this sorry, we're doing which one's fake or which real? one's true? Which one's the, which one's true? Which one's the you said true. Anna Ferris. Who else? Christina Al- Applegate and Cameron Diaz. It came on two thousand one. I I. I don't think it was Anna Ferris, um, just because I feel like that role is, is not a really Anna Ferris thing. I don't know. Anna I, is not I would Anna say Ferris. either Anna Ferris or um, the last one. I forgot. Cameron Who Diaz. was the last one again? Cameron Diaz. Cameron Diaz. I do not think it was Christina Applegate. I think it was Christina okay. Applegate. Um, I'm because she go was like... With, I'll go with Anna Ferris, actually. Okay. Really? Okay, yeah. I'm gonna go with Christine Applegate. I just thought I think it would be good. It's Christine Applegate. Really? Wow. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. Up, yeah. Up. No, literally. <laughs> That's what I was like. So Christina Applegate ended up passing on this role. She was like going to BL pretty much. Um, because she just came off married with children and she was afraid of being typecast because like which is okay. So like she in her in married with children, she was like a dumb blonde type mm-hmm. of character, like com- comedic relief. And um, she thought like she would get typecast because Elwood's kind of similar, but then she realized like it deeper than that, and she kind of like was upset about it first. But now she's like, it's okay, because <laughs> she has dead to me now. Yeah, she's, she, fine, she's now. doing fine. I was yeah. gonna say like everything I've seen her in, she's like an intelligent person. Mm-hmm. I've never seen her play an idiot in anything. That's why I went with that one because like yeah. her previous her roles after *Mirror Children* are completely different. So she got what she wanted. She didn't want to be typecast and. She wasn't. I think the so reason that I knew was because the other day I was watching Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. Mm-hmm. And it was like around that, t- the like almost similar time periods when that one was coming out. And so I was like, I feel like it would have been the obvious choice yeah. to go with Christina Applegate. Okay. Because Anna Ferris, I don't know. I, just I mean, Anna, Anna Ferris had House Bunny right around that time. Yeah, and, that's why she plays the dumb blonde in, in that movie. So that so that's what blank. really... <laughs> I've never seen that movie, so that's if I, you, if I'd seen it, I, you probably would have got me. But it's so good. Okay. It's actually really funny. It's, it's her, Emma Stone, 
Rumor Willis is in it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's such a good movie. What's her name? Uh, Catherine McPhee and Cat mm-hmm. Dennings. That's such a good you cast. You should watch it. I have it on DVD. I'll watch okay, it Thank it. you. I love that movie. Um, oh, God. This one, I don't even know if any of mine are good anymore. Whatever. This is my last one. I'm just going to go for it. Okay. So <laughs> these are all like all over the place. <clears throat> Taylor Swift was almost in the MCU in the new Eternals movie that's coming out. Emily Blunt. Oh, these are all. Oh, just kidding. Emily Blunt was set to play Black Widow in Iron Man 2. And Tupac was set to play Mace Windu in the Star Wars prequels. I feel like the first one's fake. What I also think Taylor Swift. I yeah. also think the first one's fake because I'm pretty sure I heard the. I definitely know about the Emily Blunt thing, and then yeah, the Tupac yeah. thing. I think I heard a rumor about that before online. Okay. Yeah, it was. Well, Taylor Swift is rumored <laughs> to be in the um, they they yeah, considered her for was, a different role. Uh huh. But it wasn't in Eternals. Eternals. Yeah. Dang it! Me being too horrible at this. Okay, but um, I thought the Tupac one was so interesting. I know how fun he the, was. A he was a good actor. The only reason they didn't honest. cast him was yeah, he was. Yeah, he was That's, a really good actor yeah. and a good person. I love him. Can you imagine Tupac in Star Wars? That would have been amazing. That. Yeah, that would have been fucking fantastic. Yeah. Ugh. I mean, I'm glad we got Samuel L. Jackson in Star Wars. Yeah, but I think Tupac, Tupac would have been so cool. Yeah. Anyways, okay, go ahead, Joe. Okay, this is probably my best fake one that I have for this okay. one. Just because I thought it was like a spot on and it should have happened. So um, this will probably be the hardest one. Okay. Um, Mindy Kaling in Bridesmaids instead of Maya Rudolph. Charlize Theron as Captain Marvel instead of Brie Larson. And Tom Cruise in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood instead of Brad Pitt. Oh my god! I feel okay. like the last one's fake. Wait, okay. Charlie's... I'm just gonna go with my gut. I'm not gonna think about it too hard. Wait, I don't want. Tom... I think I'm choosing last one because I don't want Tom Cruise to work with Quentin Tarantino. Like those two worlds, I don't like that. I'm not gonna tell you what my second guess is because I feel like that might also be the right one. But I, I, I feel like I heard this Charlie Theron as Captain Marvel thing. Wait, what was the first one again? Mindy Kaling. So Mindy Kaling and bridesmaids instead of Maya Rudolph. Um, Tom or Charlie Theron as Captain Marvel and Tom Cruise in Once Upon a Time instead this, of Brad Pitt. This is a hard one. I don't think that Once Upon a Time in Hollywood one is true either. Because yeah, yeah, I think the last Tom one. Tom Cruise and Leonardo DiCaprio interacting makes me nauseous. In a whole movie, they're together. just too similar. I think. Okay. Visually. <laughs> okay. What's the answer? Yeah. What's the answer? So the answer is actually Charlize Theron was not considered what? for Captain Marvel. She said she's been waiting on a call from Marvel. I thought that would have been an amazing been casting perfect. for it. Um, no, really and <laughs> yeah, so it turns out that Tom Cruise won. Ooh. He was like, he had discussions with Tarantino about it and it just didn't end up happening. But um, Mindy Kaling was considered, and then, you know, apparently they just went with Maya Rudolph for hmm. Bridesmaids. I can see, Which, yeah, the, the Mindy think, Kaling one makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I would love that as well. I, yeah. I think that that one sounds pretty fake, just based off the really? fact that Maya Rudolph and Kristen Wiig were like, you know, 
height of their SNL career. Yeah, that exactly. one almost yeah. that one almost got me because I was like, I don't think Mindy, Mindy Kaling was famous yet. She but, was a writer. Yeah, but like the but rest of the cast like was an like, actress. Yeah. Yet. Well, I think she probably had, but she was mostly a writer. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyways, let's. Yeah. So that's like the actual game. Who won? Oh, that's good. No, you can. We can. Keep I know, so, but I can't answer my Kim, own. You and uh, I tied with five. Daniel had four. <laughs> okay, so this one can be between you two because okay. I have a lot more. Okay. 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 Wait. So we're starting from scratch. Yeah. The score. I just okay. wanted to make it known that I won. <laughs> I, with you. I just yeah. want that to be known, so we can move on to this. Okay. Okay, Captain America. I feel like Joe definitely knows this. Um. So this, there's only one that's true. Okay. Mm-hmm. Jensen Ackles, Channing Tatum, or John Krasinski. Oh, I. I did a really good job choosing like. It, I let's just say for the record, I'm glad it was Chris Evans. Oh yeah, These yeah. were the three options. Oh for sure. Yes. And Wait, Chris can you go Evans again? Ian Somerhalder. No, I literally didn't say Ian Somerhalder. Wait, what did you say? That? I said Jensen Ackles. Oh, oh. Channing Tatum or there's John Krasinski. CW. They're the, they're the same okay. thing. They're the CW. I know who this is, so Daniel, I'm just going to yeah. let you go. Really? First. You already know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, because this person has talked about it in, like, multiple interviews. Oh, my gosh. Wait, <laughs> say one more time. One more Jensen time. Apples, okay. Channing Tatum, John Krasinski. Okay, Channing Tatum. Wrong. It's John Krasinski. <laughs> it is John Krasinski. But I thought everyone wanted him to be in Fantastic Four. He, okay, they listen, do, but that's four. only, I mean... Yeah. That that came way later, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So John actually got to the point where he got to put on the suit, but then he he. This is his story. I don't know if this is actually true, but uh. he tells the story like every time he gets asked about it. He saw Chris Hemsworth walk by, and he was like, "No, <laughs> never mind." Chris Evans. Chris um, Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth oh. walked by yeah. as, Thor as Thor dressed in costume, and he was like, "I don't yeah. belong here." Yeah, yeah. Um, but he is he him and Emily Bunt are rumored to be playing um, Reed Richards and yeah. Storm. Yeah, to me, I think it's too spot on. I think it's too on mm-hmm. the nose. I think everybody's Same. saying- Too predictable. You know, yeah, exactly. I, I would be happy if they went a different direction with it, honestly. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was funny because Emily Bunt was up for Black Widow too. So mm-hmm. they both- They miss their MCU. They dipping do. their toes in the mm-hmm. MCU world. But yeah, I think you're right. Like I don't- like I like that they're like power duo couple, like girl bosses <laughs> as couples, like great. But I, mm. I feel like they're gonna do it though, because I I remember like everyone. I, was, I I think they will. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I'm not. Because saying... they're so well liked. Yeah. As well. Yeah. I don't hate them. I love mm-hmm. both of them, them. But I think it's too predictable. And I think they. Can, I'm always rooting for the underdog. They can go a little crazy with the the torch and the, the other one. Am I forgetting oh, what that one. one's called? The thing? Wait, what's the other the one thing. called? The thing, yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know what it was called. I thought that was me. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> I Honestly, didn't want to get I'm not even looking forward to Fantastic. I'm a huge Marvel really? fan, and I uh-huh. really could care, couldn't care less about really? Fantastic Four. Yeah. Huh. I, I, maybe it's just because the other two versions were so bad. Yeah. Like, maybe that, that's why I forgot why about the Miles Teller version. I forgot about that until I, right now, because you said versions, and I was like... Was more than, uh-huh. than yeah. the two early yeah. 2000s ones. Oh my god. Anyways, okay. The, the character design for that one? No, no, no. No, no, no. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> yeah. So, Uncut Gems, Howard. Oh, okay. Um, I feel like you, Joe's also going to know this one. I'm literally talking um, about this. So, the options are John Favreau, Jonah Hill, or Ben Stiller. Wait, wh- wh- which Howard is the main character? Yeah, yeah. 
That's who Adam Sandler okay. is. I, I think I could, I think I know. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. Go John Favreau, Jonah Hill, Ben Stiller. I chose all Jewish actors, so you cannot, you cannot oh decide based off of that. I made, I literally looked up Jewish white actors. Literally so many. <laughs> There's so many, but so, I had to pick ones that were like, too. Mm-hmm, I had to pick ones that were like around the same age, I literally which was a little bit harder. I have not a single clue in my brain. No Just thoughts go. On okay. One, two, um, three. Wait, which one's true? Which one's true? Um, Jonah Hill. I'm okay. going to go with Ben Stiller. Okay, it's Jonah Hill. Wow. Really? Yeah. Uh, okay. So this is okay. First of all, I read a very long document about the like making of Uncut Gems. It took them ten years to make that movie. Um, really? And yeah, because they wrote the script in like 2009, the original script, based off of like because they're like somebody that their dad worked with and like stories that their dad would tell them. And then they made like all their other movies. They were unknown at in 2009, uh, and then. They did like their other movies and then this is the timeline so they've wanted adam sandler from the beginning right okay. they first put like um what's it called pitched pitched it to adam sandler in 2012 adam sandler didn't know because like he didn't know them they were right. only known in like the festival circuit at that time and then um i went to they were in talk with sasha cohen brown right Sasha Baron Cohen. Yeah, Sasha Baron Cohen. Me, my brain. Um, And then uh, when Martin Scorsese came on as executive producer, the hype Mm. went a little bit higher. And I didn't even know Martin Scorsese was executive producer. I didn't know that either. I had no idea. Um, They did not promote that at all. Maybe. Hmm. Yeah. Anyways, and then after that, um, they went Jonah Hill. And then Jonah Hill left to direct mid-90s. And then they finally got Adam Sandler, which is good because that's who they wanted. It's the so place. funny because I feel like that character is so similar to Donnie and Wolf of Wall Street. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh. Yeah, definitely. So it makes sense why they went that. I think they had like a hard time with like Jonah Hill because he was younger. Um, uh-huh. But um, he ended up leaving for mid-90s, which is also we wouldn't have mid-90s. And I love that movie as well. But I'm glad that they ended up getting the person that they wanted to in the first place. Um, okay, let's switch it up. Um, Precious. Okay. So your options are Raven Simone, Jill Scott, Jennifer Hudson. Jill Scott was in. Oh I forget. God. I forgot to write it down. Jill Scott. Yeah, I don't know who Jill Scott is. She um, is like a. She was in a bunch of like Tyler Perry movies. I think. Um, I'm gonna oh. go with. Uh, yeah. Who is the last person you said again? Jennifer Hudson. I'm gonna go with Jennifer Hudson because she was in like Dream Girls around that time and like Raven Simone sort of like fizzled. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't think it's Raven Simone either. Jill Scott is so specific though. Like I don't. There's not that many plus size actresses in Hollywood. I. I'm gonna go with Jill Scott. Okay. Jennifer Hudson really so the reason why she turned that role down is because she didn't want to be typecast and like she didn't want to be in a role that had to do about her weight okay um but then she backtracked that and said something else (laughs) um what did she say she said 
wanted to try a role that had nothing to do with her weight. She later backtracked that comment and told the Huffington Post, I just felt the character was doing things, at least in my script that I got, that were places I did not want to go to and not where I needed to go. But it gave Gabernet Sidibe an Oscar her. nominee and it she's a household name now. I she's so her. cute. I love her. Mm-hmm. I, I still watch her haven't little beauty seen Precious. It's on my watch really, list, but I still haven't It's good. It. It's intense, it's but really it's really intense. good. It's really good. Um, she just got engaged. Yeah, yeah. Fun. Fun. Good for her. Congrats. <laughs> I don't um, know any of these fun facts, but I do know that she just got engaged. <laughs> okay. Forrest Gump. Iconic role. Okay. Billy Bob Thornton, John Travolta, or Mike, Michael Keaton. Okay, I, I, I saw these when I was looking for mine. Yeah, this one's like a pretty well known. You said Billy Bob Thornton, Michael Keaton, and who? John Travolta. Damn, this is your best one yet. <laughs> this, this one like any of these guys i feel like could have done it um oh, i love michael keaton so much um that being said i think billy bob thornton is too on the nose he wouldn't have to do too much acting in that um <laughs> let's see i think my brain is making up fake articles now because like I, okay <laughs> I'll go with Michael Keaton just because, like, he's such a great actor. Okay. I'm going to go with John Travolta. Wow, John Travolta. Okay, yeah, because I I saw it. So I wouldn't have known that unless I saw it. Yeah, so he (laughs) – the way I didn't write anything down for that one. I think it was just he ended up going with Pulp Fiction instead. But I think he was rumored to be a little upset about it because Forrest Gump, like, swept the Oscars that year. Um, Mm. But I think Tom Hanks – perfect in that he got role. Pulp Fiction though they both, yeah yeah, yeah. Both they're very both good um, but I think he just wanted an Oscar and also like Tom Hanks fucking household name after that John yeah. Travolta kind of fizzled out so does John Travolta have yeah he did he had hairspray yeah he got hairspray <laughs> honestly beats out entire Tom Hanks discography discography John Travolta was in hairspray yeah Eddie, he played the mom <gasps> I was I was picturing him in Greece, and then I was like, "What are you? What what's going on?" Okay, he played Christopher more. Walken's wife. Mm-hmm. I do remember that. Okay, I have like oh, two, three more. Okay, okay. showgirls. No me Malone, which is what Elizabeth. Wait, Burke wait, ended up which showgirls? Um, the one that um Elizabeth Burke ended up playing. It's like that movie that's like, like a cult classic. Okay. Showgirls, the one about strippers in Vegas. Wait, They're, who ended the, up playing it, did you say? Elizabeth Burke, the girl from Saved by the Bell. Wait, I thought they okay. were like um, the line. I think I saw this one online, so maybe that'll give okay. me a, the upper hand on this. Okay. okay, Drew Barrymore, Kate Hudson, Isla Fisher. Oh, my God. Don't think too hard about it. Drew Barrymore. Okay. I just have no hundred percent not Isla Fisher. Yeah, no. Um, what was the middle one? Kate Hudson. Oh. Uh, I'm gonna go with Kate Hudson. It's Drew Barrymore. <laughs> really? ah, good I job. cannot imagine yeah. her in that role. A lot of people turned on this role. It was also turned down by Andrew Lee Jolie, Charlize Theron, oh. Denise. Charlize, Drew, that's Cam. the one I saw online. And I Pam thought Anderson. you were going to throw her in there. <laughs> I was going to, but I was like, I feel like 
that's too Too crazy. Um, But Drew Barrymore specifically declined the role because of the nudity and she thought that the film was sexist, which, yeah. Um, Now it's like kind of more viewed as like a satire, but in the beginning it was like, yeah, this is a little crazy. Also, I didn't know this, but it's like the only movie that got a wide release that was rated NC-17. Oh. Which is the higher, I feel like we're talking about that on another episode, like what's higher than rated R NC-17. I thought Evil Dead was the only one that got NC-17. No, no, that's what I just read on the internet, so it could be false. Everything is up in the air. Okay, (laughs) Aaliyah. So there is like a TV movie about Aaliyah, right? Oh, Um, okay. And uh, Alexander Ship ended up playing um, Aaliyah. This is like more recent, right? Yeah, yeah. This is like 2012, I think, 2014. I don't know. Oh, that's not that recent. <laughs> kind of. Um, and then, so the people are Samantha Logan, who is an all who's an all American right now, and she was in Thirteen Reasons Why. Um, Amanda Steinberg, I think is her last name, mm-hmm. and Zendaya. It's not Zendaya, I think. I don't know who the first girl is, so I'm gonna go with Amanda Stenberg. I feel like the first one is too random for you to throw in, so I, because <laughs> I've never heard of that actress, so I think I'm gonna go with that one. It's Zendaya. Zendaya. Oh. Zendaya was supposed to play it. Um, wow. She ended up. She was cast in it, actually, but oh. after black backlash, she pulled out of the TV movie. She said, the reason I chose not to do a Leah movie had nothing to do with the haters or people telling me I couldn't do it. I wasn't talented enough or I wasn't black enough. She explained in an Instagram video, the main reason reasons were the production value wasn't there. True. There were complications <laughs> with the music rights, and I just felt like it wasn't being handled delicately considering the situation. Okay, yeah. Yeah. That's valid. She didn't feel morally okay with it. Hmm. so period as she should not as she should as she should as she should yeah um i thought that uh, one was interesting because i remember it, when it when it was happening so that's why i put it in there hmm. um and hmm. yeah i watched the tv movie did not handle that situation very well no they didn't no considering how old was day when this movie came like mm, i think she was like 18 or something really? or like 17 i don't know um huh. Okay, I just have one more. Okay, okay. Uh, Django Unchained. Uh-oh, okay. Idris Elba, Will Smith, or Cuba Wait, what character? Django. Oh. (laughs) 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 Idris Elba, Will Smith, or Cuba Gooding Jr.? Uh, Here, you you can go first, Daniel. I know this No, I literally don't know. Wait, Idris Elba? Will Smith or Cuba Gooding Jr.? Um, Idris Elba. Okay. It's Will Smith. Really? Yeah. He turned okay. down the role yeah. because I think he didn't think it was a big enough role. I think that's what I read. Um, because I guess Will Smith is very particular about the role. Yeah. He doesn't play a lot of like side characters mm-hmm. unless they're like. He said that. It, he said that it was more of Christoph Waltz's movie. He, he was like, Django's like the sidekick. Even though I think Django's clearly the main character in it. You know? Yeah, exactly. Interesting. Yeah. He did like After Earth though, so I mean, I don't think he's trying that hard. <laughs> yeah, I did. And also, Will Smith was supposed to be um, Keanu Reeves' character. He was supposed to be Neo mm-hmm. in Matrix. Oh. Contact. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's all I got. Are you trying to picture it in my head? Okay, what was this? Um, oh, 
wait, there's one more. I also had this, this one I just thought was so interesting okay. because I don't know. How did so, you remember you had this? Because I wrote at the bottom. Oh. Um, so Matthew McConaughey in 2010 was, he was offered to do $14.5 million for a rom-com. Cause at this point he had only been in rom-com. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but he ended up de- like declining the role because he wanted to move on from rom-coms and go into more dramatic roles, which he ended up doing. He ended up doing Bernie, Killer Joe, Magic Mike, Dallas Buyers Club, and Wolf of Wall Street. And I thought that I just want to put that in there because I was like, yeah, Miss McConaughey has like a great Wait, lineup of movies. They, he didn't he does. Oh. Um, and I think Matthew McConaughey is one of those actors. I really appreciate when actors can actors can <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I, I, I said Benny Feldstein's name wrong in yeah. our last clip. Anyways, um, <laughs> I like actors that can do that. Like he could, he has like a fan base with women because of all the rom coms he's done. But he also has a solid fan base with men because of like the action stuff that he's done, and also mm. like critical acclaim because of Dallas Buyers Club, which I feel like is a hard feat as an actor. Yes, I agree. So I just wanted to... Yeah, uh, McConaughey's great, but he did... Not that this was a great movie or anything, but he turned down Ego, The Living Planet, and Guardians of the Galaxy oh. to, oh, yeah, he to do The did. Dark Tower instead. Yeah, he was going to be Kurt Russell character in Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. too. So that was a bit of a... He turned it down to do The Dark Tower. Yeah, well, I yeah. guess it's like a Stephen King movie, so he thought, but like... Also, Idris, Idris Elba was also tied into that, so they both took an L on that. And they're both still yeah. great actors. They're, they're, they're getting a, mm-hmm. they're an HBO Max show or something. Good for them. The, Love them. What's it called? The Dark Tower. I don't know if they're in it, but their Dark Tower is getting mm. a show. Gotcha. I feel like it probably would have worked better. I was like reading into that storyline, and it's, I was like, it would have been so much, it would have made more sense of like Six books. Series. I don't know why. Yeah. yeah. Anyways. <laughs> I do one, have one. a list of. You won that one people. for sure. I have a list of people here that turned down or were considered for roles in superhero movies. I'm just going to run through it and you stop me when one of them, you want to talk about one of them. All right. So Jason Momoa turned down the role of Drax in Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. Um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt was strongly considered for Star-Lord before it went to Chris Pratt. Isn't that um, crazy? Wait, hold on. I want to talk about yeah, that. Yeah. That would have been so different because right. Joseph Gordon-Levitt is tiny. That would have been a completely different character. <laughs> it would have been so different. He is, different. but you look at like a character he did in Don John mm-hmm. and he can actually play someone with like uh, a bigger physique than he has, you know? Yeah, definitely. I, yeah, I love Joseph Gordon-Levitt. The, more, so the like, Marvel, I, yeah. like, physical trainers would have given him yeah. muscle. Uh, right. Even though Chris Pratt has proven to be, like, yeah. not the greatest person, but I think at the time he was, like, perfect. Yeah. I, he mm-hmm. is, yeah, because of his character in Parks and Rec, it just, yeah, makes so much sense. And then uh-huh. he got buff as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> And then you guys already mentioned that Emily Blunt as Black Widow. Um, John Hamm turned down the role as Green Lantern, which eventually Good. went to Ryan Reynolds. Um, he lucked out on that one because, you know, if that actually had turned out to be a good movie, it could have been a big franchise for them. Yeah. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix turned down Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. Tom Cruise, Sam Rockwell, and Timothy Oliphant were um, all in the mix for Iron Man. Uh, oh. Matt Damon. 
I'm so glad that they did Robert Downey Jr. But I want to do an episode about comeback stories because okay. Robert Downey Jr. has one of the best comeback stories ever. I love that. And also, like, I, they casted him because, like, they were taking a risk on him. Yeah, for yeah. sure, because of his yeah. like, first big role. And uh, he got paid, like, not a lot for the first movie. Mm-hmm. But I literally sent you a TikTok, I think. Yeah, like, it worked great that. for him. Yeah, he made mm-hmm. shit, tons of money. And he reclaimed his image, which yeah. I want to talk about that in a whole episode eventually. I think it's so interesting that Timothy, uh, what's his last name? Timothy? Timothy Oliphant. Oh, yeah. okay. I love him. Yeah, that role in The Mandalorian that everybody yes. loved that episode, and they were like, "Give us a spinoff show with him." He was he was also in um, the show with Drew Barrymore, the vampire, the vampire. Oh, zombie, oh, the zombie uh, one, Santa oh, yeah. Clarita Diet. Santa Clarita Diet. He's so funny. I I want him to be uh-huh. in the MCU as something. Yeah, he's a really good actor. Yeah, for yeah. Sure. Overlooked. Yes, for sure. I feel like not many people know. Like when you see his face, you're like, oh, you're like, oh, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. His name isn't as recognizable, mm-hmm. but yeah, I love him. Right. That's, that one's very and then, interesting to me. Because, yeah, I mentioned Sam Rockwell, who eventually, like, they really liked, John Favreau really liked him. So he was, you know, one of the bad guys in Iron Man 2, which was mm-hmm. maybe the worst Marvel movie there was. Yeah, so. um, yeah we don't talk about her yeah, <laughs> very <no>. often. <laughs> We have Matt Damon as Daredevil instead of Ben Affleck, mm-hmm. but like no one really saw or cared he, about that no. movie. But like the thing is, like Matt Damon fucking that was the best decision he could have made. Yeah. Because Matt Damon right. went on to do a lot of great stuff and then Ben Affleck's career after that was not great. Uh, I think it was a little after that that Ben Affleck's career sort of started to go downhill. Just because okay. like I don't even remember you know, he had he had the town. He had uh, some other pretty big movies that were like mid two thousands. You know. Yeah, but they weren't like as good as Matt Damon's. Which I also think is like crazy because they're like BFFs. Right. <laughs> okay, uh, that's the TV show. We have Rachel McAdams as Pepper Potts. Um, <gasps> this one's Cute. crazy. Okay. This one's crazy though. Um, Mel Gibson as Odin, Thor's dad. Oh no! Politely, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with the casting decision. No, okay, the way that we, my brother was watching <laughs> Thor the other day, and for some reason I forgot who the actor was that played him, and my mom was like, "That's uh, me forgetting the name. What's his name? Anthony Hopkins. Anthony, Anthony yeah. Hopkins. Me forgetting Anthony Hopkins' name. My mom was like, "That's Anthony, Anthony Hopkins." I was like, "There's no way Anthony Hopkins did a Marvel movie." I was, I just didn't believe it. And then she was like, "It's literally Anthony Hopkins." I was like, "Oh my god." Um, I'm honestly more in shock about the Rachel McAdams <laughs> as Pepper Potts. I want Rachel McAdams in the MCU. I like going to. She was. She was in Doctor Strange. She's coming back in the next one too. Are you forgetting? She is, that's such a. Boring, There's a lot of characters. That's though. such a boring yeah, yeah. character for Rachel McAdams. Exactly. Maybe they'll develop, yeah. develop on her more. They, though. They'll give her superpowers. I, I think Rachel Rachel McAdams is great. So I yeah, yeah. you know hopefully she can get a bigger part soon. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> Olivia Wilde, Amanda Seyfried, and Gina Carano as Gamora. Oh. Yeah. We have very different O's to that. <laughs> no, I like the casting decision for Gamora. I'm obsessed with Zoe Aldana. Zoe Aldana is perfect. Yeah. But those yeah. women, I would not. They're completely different. Yeah, people. that's my O. Uh-huh. 
Um, then if we had the same O, it just sounded different. Yeah. <laughs> so and just it, Amanda Seyfried was the one that really caught me off guard. I know. I that she turned down that role. It was hers. So like we're very lucky uh, that didn't happen. Yeah, we are. Zoe Saldana, <laughs> and I like Amanda Seyfried in yeah. general, but like. Zoe Saldana is literally. Oh God, imagine Guardians of the Galaxy with Amanda Seyfried and Joseph Gordon-Levitt. <laughs> True. Yeah, that would be crazy. Whoa. I don't even see. I think that's why things happen for a reason. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. For a reason. that's true. There hasn't been any that were like, "Well, I wish this had happened instead." All the other ones were like, "Yeah, yeah, okay." And then, right. and the last one I have that's worth mentioning is Sersha Ronan as Wanda Maximoff, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. I I think Elizabeth Olsen is great as her, and you know we're obviously seeing with WandaVision how how good she is in her range, mm-hmm. but like Sersha Ronan to me looks a lot more like childish than Elizabeth Olsen, so I think mm-hmm. that pairing with Paul Bettany would have been a little bit weird. Yeah, for sure. I love Elizabeth Olsen. I like her dedication to Wanda as like a character. Yes, yes, me too. Also, the way that she like manifested WandaVision happening. Yeah, no, literally in an interview. Yeah, I think so. It could, I am on WandaVision TikTok. I, how did you end up there? I don't know. I love WandaVision TikTok. Because I, I, I love Elizabeth Olsen. Olsen. <laughs> okay. I, I love Elizabeth Olsen as Wanda. I don't think it... Yeah, I, I, I think the casting is great as it is. Also, I'm just trying to think about like Age of Ultron when they were with um, Aaron Taylor Johnson. I, I don't know. I, I was that Aaron Taylor Johnson. Yeah. 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 No, I like I like the casting. Me thinking about it. Sure, sure. Ronan should absolutely be in the MCU too. I don't yeah. think she does. She want to? It's funny what you just said with Sersha Ronan. It reminded me of that thing that everybody's posting on Twitter now with the film film guys, film bros. You know, they're they're like it's Sersha. You know. Not, <laughs> Because it's spelled like so different. I literally know? don't know how to pronounce a single person's no, name. No, it's okay. Not a single person. Um, also, isn't it interesting how um, oh, like the fans really like Jimmy Woo's character in WandaVision? I, yeah. And yeah. now there's a person making a pitch for his own spinoff. Where Stephen Port? Huh? Stephen, is that his name? Stephen Port, the guy making the pitch? I don't know his name. I think so. I don't know. It's on Twitter. Um, and mm. I think it really is, would be an interesting thing of him investigating different crimes against yeah. the mcu that would be so well i saw cool. another one that it was like him with darcy from like the other character that mm-hmm. he's with i would watch that so much be so and then i saw someone put, like an instagram account post and i was like in the comments everyone's like marvel's running out of ideas we don't want this i was like what are you talking about this sounds amazing yeah and especially randall because, like, park Gardens- is so funny yeah, that's yeah. what I was about to say. Like, Guardians of the Galaxy did so well because it was, like, a different tone on, like, a Marvel yeah. movie, and people love that. So you could have the same type of tone with that series. And it could go literally it anywhere. Go, it could, Yeah, you could do anything. You wouldn't run out of fucking ideas yeah. if something goddamn comics. Yes, like, and you could have random Marvel actors pop up in yeah, every episode. Yeah, and then once they introduce the multiverse, it's, like, game over. You, you could, literally uh, run out of... You can't... You can make up anything. Like, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., mm-hmm. but with him. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, and, love that. Yeah. I do have a few movies that didn't end up happening. And some of these mm-hmm. are, I'm, I'm only going to say a few, but some of these are like really interesting. The first one is 
men in, it's called mib 23 it was supposed to be men in black mixed with 23 jump street oh yeah and i did hear about that so that I've didn't end up happening but it was in the works for a while yeah. and currently there's like a female reboot of 21 jump street in the works and you know you it's didn't know either development but um they've kept the name 23 jump street off limits just because uh the creators phil lord and chris miller are mm-hmm. are you know saying that they'll probably at some point get back to making a 23 jump street with jonah hill and channing tatum yeah, as i should i fucking love those movies those movies are so i remember good. when they announced like that they were doing uh men in black and 21 Jump Street crossover. I was like, Oh, wait, what I do remember you? that. Yeah. I thought it was fake. So I just kind of like, <laughs> it was, yeah. it in the back of my mind. I was like, What is All of a sudden, mean? you're like, Yeah, I do remember. <laughs> no, yeah, because I saw it on Twitter and, and, you know, like, I can't fucking trust anything Twitter I see on yeah, Twitter. Uh-huh. Twitter. So, like, I, yeah. I was just like, What does that mean? Like, what's the, like, what? I don't, I'm glad. I'm glad it's not happening. I would have wanted to see it. No, I'm okay. Like, why not? Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, I I don't think Men in Black is very good, and like they've proved oh. that to us <laughs> the, the last ones, two yeah. movies with, yeah. you know, um, I They're think really I might have gone to see it with you. Kim, no, actually. the new ones. Wait, but wait. Um, yeah, it's just no. Oh yeah, the God. new Men in Black is awful. The original ones with Will Smith and me forgetting the white guy's name. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? He has three names. He does. He has three names. Who is that man? I literally don't. I can't. Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy yeah, Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, I like those. Well, I think I only like them because of nostalgia. Because yeah. I remember, like, that was like kind of some of the first movies that I've seen. I haven't watched them in a really long time, but I think they're just uh-huh. funny. Like, I just like the comedic, like, in their. Like buddy cop movies were so popular at that time. Yeah, and very yeah, few of them are good, you know. Mm-hmm. But I think Men in Black was like really interesting, especially for like kind of delving in like to that world. Okay. Yeah. So like the first two of those movies, I think, were really good. And then I remember the third one. <laughs> yeah. So this one is really crazy because it was days from actually happening. So <laughs> it was called justice league mortal and it was going to be directed by george miller who did mad max fury road and he did uh babe the talking pig and happy feet you know quite the range but um he was supposed to direct this live action uh justice league movie that had jay baruchel common adam brody zoe kazan Teresa palmer and um, everybody's favorite cannibal army hammer as Batman. Um, So the (laughs) film was scrapped in 2008, a few days before production was supposed to start because the budget ballooned to $300 million and the studio became also concerned over having two Batmans at one time because that was at the same time as Christian Bale. Wow. Oh my god, we should have done movies that almost happened instead. I know all of these, like me not knowing any of the casting decisions. You no, you did okay. Also, it's not like a that but they big, were guesses. the way you're making it competitive for Sorry. no reason. It's a game. It's a game. Um yeah, I remember 
the whole Justice Justice League Marvel thing. I don't know. It's just I so... just think I didn't care about DC, so that's why I don't. Uh, I know. I I just found out about that like a few months ago. So mm-hmm. it's pretty it's crazy. Like, to me. like, you know. Yeah. Like I don't think it would have changed the world. If well, it your existed. favorite thing that never happened was Dark Universe. Yeah. Oh, so pissed about my, it. Well, so fucking pissed about honestly, it. Honestly, I'm kind of okay with it because no. what they're doing now oh, with, okay. with the doing. universe. Okay, well, let me explain what's okay. going on. So the dark universe is like what Universal Studios wanted to do with the um with the classic, classic monsters. Right. And they wanted yeah, yeah. it started with um they were just gonna count Dracula Untold just because it was already out, and then they were gonna include the mummy. Um, and then Tom Cruise kind of like completely derailed the story and like added his own things and they wanted to do whatever he wanted to do and then that movie just flopped and then they were just like no we're done here they had already casted mm-hmm. a bunch of the like johnny Depp was supposed to be the invisible man like how was, long ago was this very recent i think like 2016 2017 yeah because like, i, I that- heard something like this year or last year that there was something like not necessarily that title but something with the universal monsters like in development mm-hmm. yeah if you watch the mummy like right as it starts it, there's the dark universe i don't know if it's still there like in the dvd release but the dark universe like logo pops mm-hmm. up because it was like going to be a thing but it didn't happen and they were then they were just like okay do whatever you want <laughs> you want with the you know the the classic monsters and i think it's going great like the um the the oh my god the invisible man yeah, that movie would have true. never happened and i love that movie that's true they're doing like a sci-fi western dracula or something they just oh yeah it. isn't chloe chloe zhao's on that right or is yeah, that a something different like that. dracula okay they're, they're making a bunch of draculas i don't know they're literally just doing whatever they want with the Thing, which mm-hmm. I think is great. Like, um, yeah. I think they're still going to do the Angelina Jolie Bride of Frankenstein, but it's oh, just okay. not going to be connected to anything. That's okay, right? Like, I'm, I'm at fine least with they're them. still doing it. Yeah, I think I was really interested to see Johnny Depp in the Invisible Man, Invisible Man which I think is why I'm so fucking pissed. That oh, okay. And I don't know. I just think for Universal to have like all the classic monsters because that's what their like history is rooted in. Yeah. Essentially, I thought it was going to be really interesting to see all that like come back and like have like maybe a resurgence. But then Tom Cruise. Yeah, I also like, just didn't know what they were going to like, <laughs> like the, the classic monsters like as Avengers. Like I couldn't picture what oh, they wanted to do. Oh, that's not what I was picturing at all. Like, but they wanted it to be connected because yeah, you watch yeah. the Mummy. There's like you could see the creature from Black Lagoon's hand. You can see like yeah, what's his name? The, the the guy who has two two personalities, Doctor Jekyll and Hyde's in that movie. Yeah. I just think they started off way too intensely with that. Yeah, they they tried way too hard. They the pulled beginning. a DC where they were like Justice League and like none of the yeah yeah none of the superheroes Whereas, were out yet. Like Iron Man was like that. They didn't know how well that was gonna go, yeah. and then they like tried it with like a lower type of budget, and it fucking went crazy. And then they. I think Captain sometimes America, I think sometimes studios get way too ahead of themselves. Absolutely, especially now that there's like these cinematic universes yeah. are a thing. Mm-hmm. You just want to start off the bat and like you need to slow down because like the reason it works with pump the brakes. yeah the reason it works so well with Marvel was because like you see it all these characters separately it, yeah. yeah and then you're like they're all together now mm-hmm. and that's what you and can they choose. plan years in advance yeah which uh-huh. yeah all done. Yeah, exactly. But it's just a cash grab at the end of the day. Yeah. So. yeah. I'm not too upset about the Dark Universe. I was at first because I thought we weren't going to get any. I just think I want movies. to look for any excuse to hate on Tom Cruise even more. <laughs> so. The last one that I think is worth mentioning is not necessarily because the movie was a surprise, but the sequel to Elf, Elf 2. 
didn't end up happening because according to James Kahn, Will Ferrell and John Favreau didn't get along very well. What? Which is very shocking considering yeah. both of them seem so easygoing and you know fun to work with. Oh, that's and exactly. I love both of them. They both made some of my favorite stuff. So mm-hmm. that was pretty shocking to hear about. That, that. hurts my heart and, a little bit. Yeah. You know, Will Ferrell also has mm-hmm. had offers for sequels to so many of his movies that he hasn't done, like old school, um, you know, Elf. But the one film that he's always asked about that he won't completely shut the door on is Step Brothers 2. And I think eventually we'll get it. It probably won't be as good as the original yeah. but like you know why not give it a shot <laughs> that would be really uh, good interesting that, that one yeah I, I love both of them very much i wish i didn't know sad. that yeah 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 could live my life without it. yeah i'm gonna pretend i didn't hear that yeah that stresses me out i whenever i hear like people don't get along i'm like okay but why because it's not that simple like when you get facts. along with someone That's it's facts. like it's either like, it's a lot of the times it's like each of you thinks the other person is wrong but like about what like what were they not getting along? and you hear like all the time about people having a great time working with will mm-hmm. ferrell having a great time working with john favreau so mm-hmm. you know maybe it was just creative differences but okay you know who knows yeah because John Favre, both of them, I feel like John Favreau and Will Ferrell are very, like, they have, like, their mind. Like, yeah. they know what the fuck they're doing, right. like, obviously. So, like, maybe they, yeah, created differences is all I can mm-hmm. think about. Yeah. I think. Especially because they're both so good at what they do, so people take them seriously. Yeah. And the fact that they're both, like, two powerful people, like, and they're both very funny. Yeah. yeah. Oh. That's upsetting. Mm-hmm. Huh. I wish we ended it on a high note. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Okay, well. That was what ifs. Honestly, I did not know like half of those things. I had a great time. Yeah, me too. That was fun. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. A different pace. It was awesome. Yeah. Uh, do you want to plug any of your uh, social media or any other works that people can check out? Yeah. So um, my Instagram is at jburke, B-E-R-K-E-4. Um, my YouTube is just Joe Burke. Um letterboxed at joe burke um i love letterbox now it's where i track I always, everything i always watch it i always read joe's little reviews I, I just try i'm trying to watch like as many new movies as i not new movies like according to release date but just like movies that i haven't seen and i think like letterbox is an awesome way to just like track all your stuff and mm-hmm. and see what other people are you know watching as well um other than that linkedin joe burke um if you want to collaborate on anything from you know short videos to scripts or anything you guys as well feel free to hit me up you know i'm always looking for new people to write with and you know by the time we're done with quarantine which could still be like you know potentially a year away but who knows um you know i'm gonna be making stuff all the time on weekends and trying to just get as much stuff out there as possible so if you guys or anyone wants to collaborate just hit me up 
Yeah, of course. And then all, all of all of this information to everyone who's listening will be on our social media mm-hmm. um, at our Hollywood with a period in between the two words. Um, and you can check out all of Joe's social media platforms there. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Yes. Yeah. That's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. Um, yeah. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Stay safe. Um, let me try and think of something to say, but I... I don't know. We finished the voting... There's nothing really going on right now, I feel like. Just literally just stay safe. Yeah. Because double mask. Double mask up. Double mask up. That's our also it's warm. Like I don't understand why nobody wants to wear a mask. It's so warm. Yeah, I like it. And now when we're gonna stop wearing masks, I'm gonna be really confused. I'm still gonna wear. I'm gonna be like I'm gonna wear a mask for probably a year post like we're not allowed to because I Or even just when it's cold, like just wear a mask. It's so warm. Yeah, it's true. Uh Anyways. Anyways. Double mask up. (laughs) See you next week. Bye. (laughs)